Thank you for tuning in to Forbidden Fruit Podcast. My name is Jasmine. And I'm Zafia. And we're here to bring you episode two of season three. Let's get into it. Okay, so let's talk about it. We've been doing this for a year now. <laughs> Yay! Forbidden Fruit Podcast LLC <laughs> has been here for a year now. We are so excited to come back at you guys for season three. And we're definitely going to be um, consistent with giving you guys great content. And we have a lot to get off our chest. Or our titties, we'll say. Or both. Or both. Yeah. Because it is a king and a motherfucking queen. But, so let's get into it. We've been doing this for a year. I'm so excited that we have been doing this. Um, it's definitely been healing and therapeutic for me. Um, I don't know about you, Jazz. How do you feel been doing this for the last year? It has been definitely healing and therapeutic as well. I appreciate that we made it to three seasons and also that we got almost a thousand plays total. That is really major yes. for us. And Very major coming from nothing. Honestly, yeah. No following when we started this. Exactly. No propaganda, no scandal, no drama, and no tea. Just straight authenticness. Yeah, straight blogging and thogging. Now, let me start. I'm making up words. (laughs) But, um, no, so you guys, I know you've gotten a lot of different content from us. We're going to be doing solo episodes, and we're going to do combined episodes still. But we are going to be coming out with our own solo episodes throughout the seasons that we do this year and next year. And we are also going to do episodes together. So I hope you guys are excited to hear new content. Um, We are going to be starting a YouTube channel coming 2022 guys so look out for that because we are going to be starting that next and we're going to be vlogging not just podcasting and also I think the listeners like hearing Jasmine and Zafir as a collective so I think we do need more we do we do need more you know it's okay for us to throw our little individual episodes like I love your episode like I got a lot of comments from people about the, the, the self-love episode that you did like to bring season three in and I got a lot of positive feedback from it I was definitely happy for you oh thank you I I was so nervous because you know I originally started podcasting and as a solo podcaster and I used to listen to those episodes cringing because I'm like oh I don't I like dialogue like I can't be a monologue person. Like, I can't be by myself. <laughs> so, no, I understand. That's why I like to do a lot of interviews because even though it's like a solo episode, it's really not because I always have that that co-host there to feedback on. Yeah, I love the piggybacking and the, the dialogue because it, it's good to exchange ideas and talk about various topics with someone that may agree or disagree. It's fine. It's healthy. I When it's just me, I'll be like, I feel like I'm talking to myself. I get nervous. And I'm like, fuck. And I didn't even have like a thesis or like a outline or what I was going to talk about. It was just straight off the dome, like a freestyle. I, I feel you. But like I said, that self-love episode, I definitely, I listened to it. And I, like I said, I had some people inbox me. And I can even screenshot, you know, I should screenshot and post them on our um, Instagram, the Submitted Food Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram. Um, because we definitely got a, good, a lot of good feedback from that. And, um, I'm just so excited. I'm so excited to do this again with you for our third season. And just last year, we were talking about the politics and 
find out who our president was going to be and wait in days just to see who our president was going to be. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that was our first episode. It was all about politics and political shit. And now we come full force to have a dialogue about, you know, the, the gay community, about politics, about straight men, about, you know, music, you know, blogging. You know, I want to get into, let's talk about what's going on currently with that the concert that happened with um, Travis Scott. Let's get into that because eight people died. God rest their souls. Eight people died at that concert. That's crazy. That is so scary. That's why I never want to go to a rave or some type of big festival because I'm scared that they're going to jump on me and roll me out Mm -hmm. because a lot of people got stomped out to death. That is not a fun way to go. There's nothing funny about that. Nothing. Nothing's funny about that and I'm trying to hold back something I want to say just because I know people do listen to our podcast. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, okay. I just know. Say it. I followed someone on a social media platform that did go to the concert. Mm. And that person, I won't say if it's a male or female, like that's how hard I'm trying to avoid revealing who they are. But that person was basically posting pictures of them and their significant other, smiling, looking happy as hell, following everything that had happened. And people were like, I'm glad you're alive, I'm glad you're safe. And their response was like, yeah, I had a different experience than what they're saying. I had a great time. I don't know about their experience. I can't wait for the next one. And I'm like, wow! How fucking insensitive! The youngest person to die was a 14 year old boy. Right. And I was just talking about that with someone literally right before we started this episode. And I'm like, so because your experience was different, it's definitely given how white people act when it comes to oh god turning a blind eye. Oh, I had a different experience. So yeah, I look forward to the next one. You ain't a bit traumatized. Wasn't you in the midst of that? Well, uh, honestly, Jasmine, I can piggyback off that. And I can even say that I did see some people say they had a good time. That's fine to have a good time. and so, But when people are expressing their concern and glad that they your instant response, instead of being like, thank you, I am glad I made it out. Oh, I had a different experience. I don't know about that type of rebuttal. Because I did see some people, did, and I will say this. I did see some people say they didn't see all that, which I'm surprised, but then there was so many people there. You know what, though? A lot of that seems to be more towards the area where Travis Scott was, and that's why he's getting the backlash, because it was within viewing distance for him. So Mm -hmm. maybe people that were there was the motherfuckers that had the worst views of the whole thing. So yeah. I'll take back what I said about that person. Maybe he didn't have that particular experience. You just said he. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe that person didn't have that particular experience strictly off of what you said. It was a big event and they could be on a whole nother side and hear shit and see shit and was happening. Yeah, like I said, some people said, Oh my god, I didn't even know that was going on. That's possible, because now that I think about it, and I'll take back, like, if you're listening, I am so sorry I went off just a few minutes ago, because that makes sense, and the reason why, I was telling the other person that was I was talking to about this, and they said somewhat what you said as well, 
Now that I think about it, I've been to a few events where something had popped off at one point, and I was unaware. I didn't even know. I was oblivious to it. Yeah, oblivious as hell. And I didn't find out until I got home. Oh, that was like downtown for Halloween. Downtown, um, a few people got shot this past Well, you got to tell them downtown. You can't just say downtown so our listeners, our listeners are all over the world. Downtown Orlando, Florida. Um, okay, I didn't say state now. No, we stop. <laughs> what? I said I didn't say state to state now. <laughs> but okay. I mean, but downtown, just say downtown Florida. But hey, ain't, ain't but so many Orlandos in the United States. There's another Orlando in one of them other states, but um, and downtown Orlando, um, I had went out downtown, and like when I got home, one of my friends was like, "Are you good? Because there's some shooting." And then another person what? had said, sent me a text saying the same thing. And I was like, oh, shoot. I didn't even know. So it's kind of like that in a way. But downtown is, but it's not the same as being at a concert. That's all I'm saying. That's true. But um, the only thing I have as far as opinions. I Actually, if you think about it, downtown, there probably was more people at this concert than there was people downtown. And so think about it. If, if you didn't recognize that shooting, that's kind of, it does make sense why some people didn't recognize that people were even dead. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's why I take back what I said. It was just, I guess my response would have been like, yes, I am glad to be alive, but I had a great time. And despite what actually happened. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. But um, my only issue isn't even about and I'm not putting the blame on what happened on actual Travis Scott because the conspiracy me either I'm not either the conspiracy theorist in me will not talk about this on a podcast but that's a whole nother thing my issue isn't that it's his fault my issue is why didn't he stop the fucking concert that is that they're saying that it was visibly able to be seen and the whole thing is also you know they say that he he said that he'll pay for the eight people that passed away, pay for their funerals, and that he's refunding all tickets or whatever. So, but at the end of the day, this is not the first time this has happened. You know, this is not. And then recently, the uh, the chief of police from that area just said that they did met with Travis Scott in um, earlier that week um, to try to prevent situations like this. And it still happened. But see, I'm about to say something that's gonna make you seem like an asshole, Jasmine. I'm about to say something that's gonna make you seem like an asshole. You're gonna shake the table. Mm-mm. I'm gonna shake the table. Came share, party red. Lua pot of Gucci, Lua pot of Gucci. Okay, so all jokes aside, people gotta know to chill the fuck out a little bit. Like, I personally, no shade, I don't fuck with Travis Scott's music. No shade. Just never even gave it a try. I can honestly say I never gave it a try. But really, like, really, no self control. Like, some of this got, and I understand we say, oh, we can't just blame Travis Scott. But really, no self control, people. People were jumping on people. People were jumping on cars. People were jumping on police cars, jumping on ambulances. I've seen people just jumping around, like, like, like people weren't dead laying there. So, Where's the accountability for the goers, not just the people who put on the event, but 
And why are people not carrying themselves a little bit more respectful that they're not doing that? I've seen them bum rush those guards and push down those gates in videos. So I'm not saying it's the victim's fault, but what I'm saying is where's the accountability for the goers just to have sense, to have common sense. I agree, but when I think about it, and when you think of the type of crowd that listens to Travis Scott music regularly, faithfully, right? Mm-hmm. And you know the type of... Because I didn't know he was on that Michael Jackson level the way they acted. Oh, when it comes to Astro World, that is like... No, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, when I see the videos, I'm like, dang. I was like, like, what in the hell? I said, he on Michael Jackson level the way they acted? People used to see Michael Jackson pass out, pass right out. He's <laughs> stupid. I can't. No, I'm just saying. So I was, I was, kind of, I was kind of like, damn, you know, like, okay. And then that headline that People's Magazine put up, disgusting. People Magazine, I'm calling you out because I know you listen to this podcast. They do. Okay, darling. And let me tell you something. You disgust me for putting up that Kylie Jenner. Pre- pregnant Kylie Jenner is safe and sound and wasn't hurt at all. Was that necessary to even put as a as a caption as a as a title? Like I'm not even that has nothing to do with Kylie Jenner. She didn't write it, but really, that sounded real white privilege. It definitely show you where the priorities lie and how the hierarchy of um, class. That's the whole classism, and it's disgusting because. It's like the bigger name gets to be a part of the headline regardless of the actual lives that were taken and lost. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter about them. They almost get diminished and almost um, mm, shrank down to size when you look at the... Yeah. yeah. It's like we're not focusing on the people who legit got stomped out or lost their lives over a concert to have fun. Like, me personally, I go to concerts. I've been to Chris Brown concerts. I've been to Kelly Rowe concerts. I've been to Young Thug. I've been to Lil Wayne. I've been to Lil Kim, like, eight, nine times. I go to concerts, you know what I'm saying? But, dad, that Astroworld, that's on another level. So, obviously, y'all don't need to be doing no festivals. Y'all need to be in stadiums with chairs, you know, like, because that's too much. Honestly, I do think that following this, they will probably halt any future Astroworld World concerts for a little bit and maybe um, change it to a stadium or actually limit it. Man, honestly, <coughs> released that much music as a recent to even have it in their mind. And if that's the case, why don't they do a weekend of it? You know, do, do different parts. And, ke- and since we are still in the pandemic in a way, why don't they do a weekend of it and break the crowd up into, okay, we only can have 4,000 people today or 2,000 people today, whatever, you know, depending on the capacity, you know, and what they can handle. Because even with those police out there and with those security guards, I see in the videos, people were smashing those, um, the guardrails down. Mm-hmm. And it don't matter if you had 100 police out there. You can't have a hundred police and then two thousand people and think that they can handle that. Mm-hmm. I th- and so, but 
do you have anything else to say about that? Because I wanted to jump back to um, our first topic real quick. No, I'm good. How do you feel Joe Biden has done for his first year? Not a damn thing. <laughs> I wanted to talk about that from the beginning, man. When I realized our first episode was about the fucking election, full circle energy, him and Kamala, I saw a meme that was like, you know how she was like, we did it, Joe. It was a meme yeah. that was like, we ain't do shit, Joe. Honestly. Um... It's funny because he did the whole vaccine mandate to keep people vaccinated at employees or employers that had over 100 employees. And then he mm-hmm. literally just retracted that the other day. And I know people, mm-hmm. I know people that got vaccinated specifically for their job. So the fact that he retracted that and I knew he was going to do that is like... My sister's going through that right now. She works for the state. And um, they were saying by November first, if she wasn't that, like at least had the first shot, she would lose her job. And right now, she's trying to do a um, a religious accommodation. I have a um, form for that actually, because one of the groups I'm in, they released a form for all types of vaccinations to get it exempt. So I can send you that info. It's somewhere in my drive. On my well, phone. unfortunately, I'm vaccinated. I'm talking about to send to her. Uh, well, she got it already. She had to send it to um, she works for the state of New York. She had to send it to Albany. Okay, but um, I feel like the only thing I'm waiting on Joe to do is forgive the student loans. That's it. I don't care about. That's all I care about. But other than that, eh, he's a. I'll say that. Oh, you guys, and not to interrupt you, Jasmine. I want to let y'all know, I think there was a time, I think we told y'all last year about, I think it was the end of last year, we told y'all that I had that COVID last year, around Christmas time, New Year's. Baby, I got COVID again two weeks ago, maybe three weeks now. I had gotten the vaccine shot, right, in October 12th, I think. October 12th? I don't know. Anyway, I went to go get my second vaccine shot, right? I get the second vaccine shot. Five, four to five days later, I had COVID again. Couldn't taste, couldn't eat nothing, couldn't do nothing but lay there and be in pain. I'm just saying, so what the vaccine did for me? Nothing. Not a damn thing. I I still got it, and I still felt some symptoms. And it was worse than the first time. Mm. Jasmine, it was worse than the first time, actually. The first time, symptoms was nothing compared to this time. Jasmine, I was sitting here talking about where my life insurance policy was for my child. That's how bad it was. That's fucked up, and that's so sad. And you know, I couldn't breathe, none of that. And a lot of people still trying to get me to get it. Not saying that it's not worth it, but what I'm saying is, damn if you do, damn if you don't at this point. You're going to get it still, most likely, and even worse, mm-hmm. most likely. And if you don't get it, you still get it, and even worse or still. Like, I caught COVID, and which was so shocking because... It, it was, wasn't to me, because Jazz would be out there in the street. It was, not like that in a hallway, but I mean, Jazz would be out there living her best life, like Jocelyn said. No, the reason why it was shocking wasn't because... I was bound to get it, yeah, because I go places all the time. But I No, was- Jasmine is out in the club every week, y'all. 
She at the club or she at brunch every week? No. She be having a hot girl year. It's a hot girl lifestyle, period. Okay. Not a summer. It ain't a season. It's forever. But no. Okay. The reason why I was shocked wasn't because, oh, I could avoid it. No, no, no. First of all, my ass ain't vaccinated. And second of all, the places I don't be wearing your ass like that. I was just about to say that. But the reason why I was actually shocked was because during the height of the pandemic when shit was very very much serious i traveled to high-risk areas and Mm. this was before the vaccine was even in the place i've worked in a building for most of the whole pandemic i only worked from home for a small period of time and also i've gone so many places so the fact that i had finally got it and when i got it had nothing to do with me being out and about was so baffling like i caught it from work and I was just Jasmine. Like, I caught mine from work, and it is, but I wasn't surprised because Jasmine, I you know I work from home from my second job. I don't go nowhere because of the pandemic, and baby, I still caught it, and that's when and I caught it after getting the second vaccine shot. And like I said, guys, I'm not saying this is for everybody. I'm not Nicki Minaj. My balls, my cousin's balls, and my balls getting enlarged or anything like that. But all jokes aside, this was worse this time around. It was worse. I, me and my boyfriend, we both got, well, I gave him COVID. I told his ass he was going to get it. But we got COVID so bad. And I still have, like, I still have a cough three weeks later. Even though I tested negative for it. I still have a little cough. That's why you guys are going to hear me cough throughout this episode. The cough is really hard to get rid of. The fact that I don't have it no more is such a relief because I, when I finally went back to work, it was really hard to do my job with this little mm-hmm. cough talking to people. And I'm like, yes, and you know, and I do the same job as you on the phone. You know that, and and and, and you know the thing about it is, it definitely is a situation where um, it really sucks. It really does suck because it's like you don't want to sit here and be coughing. Uh, all over the phone <laughs> and people are like what you saying you know <laughs> you know it, it definitely can uh, become very annoying mm-hmm. and like I still got it now it, it, it gets on my nerves and it's like they be like oh what's wrong I be like it's like that itch in the back of my throat but I didn't even realize I had COVID at first because at first I'm eating something I'm thinking nothing I'm like I, I said oh I'm eating cabbage right I said oh this cabbage is bland you know, I said, let me throw some hot sauce on it. Then I said, wait, I still don't taste the hot sauce. I said, babe, watch me drink this hot sauce. Why I put the hot sauce bottle on my mouth and started drinking it and didn't taste nothing. Mm. Nothing. I said, oh, hell to the nah. And then he was making me tea with ginger and honey and all this stuff. And I didn't taste none of that shit. The day that I could taste, I spit that shit out so fast. <laughs> I said, what the fuck is this? That's what I said, dude. He said, it's the same thing I've been giving you. Ginger, tea, you know, with the uh, with the honey. And I said, oh, hell no, this is disgusting. I was drinking this. It was so nasty. I didn't even, that, I didn't even know what I was drinking. 
My alkaline combinations was so disgusting. I knew it was. Even though I couldn't taste it, I knew it was nasty. And I was just like, I guess because the way my brain worked, even though I couldn't taste it, it was still processing Mm -hmm. the taste in a way. It was almost like muscle memory when it came to my taste buds. I was like, I can't taste it. I can't smell it, but I know it's nasty. So it still made me want to gag regardless. Um... But I wanted to talk about um, what are your thoughts on the Summer Walker album as far as like replay value, were there specific songs that stood out? Did you think her first album was better? Was it what it was hyped up to be? Like I, I will actually start personally. I ran through the album, I think once or twice. There's only a few songs that I would personally say I actually like. Other than that, I prefer the first album, even though it was way shorter. I prefer the first album better. And I think maybe I wasn't too big on it because I'm not heartbroken. And I guess it's not relatable in much of a sense. Not saying that it has to be relatable to be good. Because I I relate to rap albums and I ain't a gangster. But what I'm saying, or, you know, when they be talking that stuff about things I've never done before... But I think it was just the fact that a lot of things get overhyped sometimes that it becomes extremely underwhelming when it actually is mm-hmm. like released or you finally get a hold of it. It's like, oh, I thought it was going to be this. Now, the songs mm. that I do really like is Unloyal with Ari Lennox. But I feel like mm. the ones that I do like happen to with art that I like. So, like, the song No Love with SZA, I like a lot, too. And that one I felt okay. like and unloyal I felt like I could relate to as well let me tell you something let me tell you something you you talk you talking right you talking right continue but unloyal remind me when I listen to the lyrics it remind me of blame it on me by Chrisette Michelle as far as I guess I'm unloyal baby like she basically saying like whatever say I'm unloyal I don't care like blame it on me kind of had that same energy when she was like, say that, I'm a liar, I'm a cheater, say whatever you want. Like that, I I don't know. It's like, whatever. I'm so over it that shit, say I'm unloyal, I don't care. Like that's, I, I don't know. It was so relatable. But all them other songs, the, the tweets and the memes and the sliding down the wall and then Summer Walker playing into the whole sliding down the wall energy. I was just like, that song. Yeah, that whole sliding around the wall thing was a little extra. I was like, it doesn't give me sliding down a wall. Like, I've listened to other artists' albums, and they're unknown artists, too, that really gave that energy as far as heartbreak, if you want a heartbreak album. It didn't do that for me. But I guess the hype was because of the drama surrounding her and her baby's father, a.k.a. London on the track. So all of that leading up to that made us expect it to be like this all out tea spilled exclusive revenge album and it really wasn't given that <laughs> like it was very mediocre I'm sorry Summer um at first alright 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 cause you got me fucked up now I'm not gonna say this album was no masterpiece and it was it was the world like oh my god if, 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 I, if I didn't Listen to this album, it would have like, oh my god, changed my life. Okay, so let's get into what I like. I like consistent bitch, loved it. And for some reason, I'm not even a baby mama, I'm a baby daddy. But I love fourth baby mama when she said, 
she, she, first let me get, let me get started with your mama. Okay, let's get into it. When she said, let's get started with your mama, and she was talking about how London's mom was even around for him when he didn't have nothing. And she's now around because he could pay for trips, bags, and houses. I said, let's get into it. Um, but the first song, Bitter, it was crazy because one of London's baby mamas was covering that Cardi's head. Like, everybody thought Cardi was having a rap on there, but it said narration. So I don't know where they got that from. But, um, like, though, like, uh, the baby mother tried to come back, Cardi had, like, oh, you need to shut the hell up and mind your business and worry about your dude or whatever. I, okay, people need to get, stop trying to use offset cheating against Cardi. So, basically, you try to say it's a woman's fault because a man cheated. That's how it comes off to me every time I hear women coming at Cardi. And I'm not even trying to, I'm not making this about Cardi, but every time, because a man cheats, that is not making a woman's fault. But they try to, oh, that's why your nigga cheated. Okay, that's not my fault if my nigga cheated. That's his fault. That was a choice. He made that choice. So I'm at fault for that? No. Like, I think a lot of women need to stop putting it on women. Or even men, stop putting it on the other person that didn't cheat. And try to say, it's your fault why your partner is a fucker. Because that's not fair. Um, What I wanted to say real quickly, as far as since you mentioned... um London's an attractive baby mom. She, it was given very much clout because clout chase actually. Because the person. Which Cardi said. Because, first of all, in my opinion, the voicemail that Cardi left had nothing to do with her. Like, I listened to it. She was just Me saying. Too. Basically, she was just saying, fuck the blogs and fuck the haters. She said, so, they want to use clout? She said, use the same shit that they talk about. Talk about how you got money, how you got a bag, and you know, basically, she was basically trying to say, flip that shit to a positive. Yeah, and she <coughs> for the same thing, make money off of them. So, again, and then she's gonna say, I like the song. You like the song when the song actually, Cardi's part had nothing to do with you. The song was actually shading you. Yeah, so it was like, okay, I'm, you know what it was? I think I don't know. It was weird. The child is weird. Something wrong with her. I and then she want to turn off her comments because people was putting all the red pills in the comments. And oh, she, you know, body gang <laughs> went off on her. But I mean, yeah, because in this case, it wasn't. It would be different if Cardi was literally like bashing her. Then I could see her getting defensive and coming at her. Mm-hmm. Cardi, she didn't say anything about you. You're one of four baby mamas. Right, and then the fact that you always having something to say because I could vividly recall when you was coming for summer, then you retracted what you said because oh yeah, London on the track really ain't shit, and then you came back and was like never mind, and I was like girl, pick a side. Do you hate that man like that mm-hmm. man? But the check not clear. What happened? The check didn't clear. Exactly. So honey, and who made the beat, London? Because. From what some are saying, other niggas said they made the beat. Ooh, London on the track, huh? <laughs> okay. And then London on the track talking about, oh, I was asleep. I didn't even know what was going on. But Baby, you you was listening to that album at 12, oh, what? Right, tell my shit. It's not 12. Oh. And I, I'm glad she gave him a shout out. Like she said, this depressing ass album. It, I think it was more so, it was therapeutic. It was a healing situation. Sometimes you're not even in that. I don't even think someone's in that place anymore. Mm. But I can definitely tell you 
where I could see where Summer was in that place when she was upset and she was like that because sometimes when you love someone and you get in a relationship, they change you. And you don't even realize it, that they change you. You don't even realize that you lose yourself. And then you find yourself confused to who you are and looking for yourself again when they're not in your life. And you want, and you see that that happiness and joy that you once felt just with yourself is not even there. So I just I could relate to that with that situation with her. So I, I see her dancing and laughing and shaking her butt now and with her friends. At one point, Summer was very depressed on um, social media, and you can see that she um, was lost. And I think she's finding herself again. And it's not has anything to do with her being in a new relationship. I think it's just with herself. I think sometimes when you let go of certain toxic situations, that hit that comes right after is so fulfilling. And maybe that's that's just what happened. Because a lot of people think when you're in a relationship, you're much happier. Sometimes when you're out yeah. of a relationship, you become happier. Like you start. I'm telling a relationship isn't everything. The best relationship you can have is with yourself first before you get into anything. And I think more so, I can see Summer getting back to herself in this album. I think this album was like, like you can see the dates when this stuff was recorded. She's been recorded since 2019, you know, all the way up until 2021. So you have to, you have to take into consideration that these were different emotions during different times. You know, these were emotions during the pregnancy, after pregnancy, postpartum, you know, a year later. You know, being in a new relationship. Basically, you have to see that this was a roller coaster of a ride of emotions for this album. Now, was this out out of a one to ten? This album was definitely a seven for me. Mm, I won't give my rating, but um... I would say it was a seven. As far as production, it was a ten. Production wise, it was a ten. As far as if you if you know anything about music is music is stacking and background vocals, it was a ten. As far as the overall album, it was a seven. And the reason why I say that is the way the tracks were laid, and I'm not even talking about like oh the words. If you listen to her, like there was some like I love Brandy. I love the way Brandy lays her vocals, her background vocals. Fuck the vocal the vocals on in the lead uh, words of the song. Brandy's background vocals eat up a track. And I can say Summer was giving background vocals. Like, whoever was laying the track did a better job than London, period. Hmm. And I'm glad it wasn't a whole bunch of sampling on this album. Oh. Like, that whole, that whole London album was sample, 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 <laughs> sample. Like, he was giving her coins away. He was saying, here, take it, Usher. Here, take it, this person. Here, take it, that person. Because you know what? Everybody got to check off some of that last album. Because none of those beats was original. Oh, my God. They were all samples. You know what, though? You really unlocked... Did you think about that? No, I, I did, of course. It, it really unlocked a memory for me. I remember when I first listened to that album. And it was only like 30 minutes long, first of all. Them short-ass mm. songs. And I remember, I was like, this is so nostalgic. It was, But then I remember they were dragging the hell out of her for that. Good album, but they dragged her. It was a good album, but it was sample, 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 sample. sample. And it wasn't even like they sampled it and you had to be like, mm, wait a minute. Mm, 
Wait a minute. Uh, it was, it was familiar. Like, it was straight up sample. It was damn near remixes to the original. To me, it was. It should have been an EP and not an album. It was too short. But that also says how lazy London on the track is. No, as a, as... not only how lazy he was. You gotta. I mean, she has to have some creative direction. So maybe she was lazy too for her first album. And the one song I don't like on the new album, though, is X for a I hate that song, X for a reason. <laughs> but then again, I'm saying I hate it, but I'm not even going to sing it a lot of you. I was telling Maurice, I was just telling him, I said, I hate that song. I said, but I definitely see how it's a radio song. I can definitely see how it's a radio song because I hated it. It was overly auto-tuned. It was overly auto-tuned, like too much. But what happened was, when I kept hearing it over and over, I said, oh, okay. Then when I watched the video, I said, oh, okay. Then I said, oh, it's not that bad. Because it is bad. But it's it's a radio... When it comes to the general public, it's a general public song. But, but if you're a Summer Walker fan, it's, it's, it's not for you. I think it could be a general public radio friendly song but too bad the general public ain't feeling it and also what I wanted to say is I saw somewhere where they said that song sound like something LPDZ was saying from the Proud Family and I fucking wait wait what (laughs) you remember the group that Penny Proud and Dijanae and La Cienega was in the LPDZ group that they Mm -hmm. and the the Proud Family when they were doing the hip hop helicopter um, they said that that was a song that the Proud family would be singing, and I fucking lost it because I could see Penny Proud and them singing it. So. I'm <laughs> freaking dead, but you know what? Song. Yes, <laughs> and then Seattle's prayer was really nice, but you have to have your own prayer for yourself, Ooh, that's good. and you have to believe in it for yourself, and you have to put that work in, like. Like, Sierra's prayer worked for Sierra because she put her faith into it. She put the work into it. You know, you have to put your energy, you have to speak it over your life. You can't just say to go to bed. and say, Like, Tamar Braxton said, well, I'm going to say this for the next 30 days. And I was like, yeah, I get it, girl. Because the prayer, I did like the prayer. You know, you said you wasn't feeling it. I did like the prayer, but I felt like that prayer was, yes, that prayer was Sierra's prayer. Because that was the prayer that worked for Sierra. Because Sierra put the work in for that prayer. Sierra put the she put work to receive that. And then let's get into the fact that we don't know what prayer Russell was putting out there to engage and get that type of woman that he wanted. You know, so we have to get into the fact that faith without work is dead. So if you just sit here saying words without putting that work into yourself, see, I say this a lot. I said a lot of women. And men will say, I want a wealthy partner. I want a rich partner. I want a partner who has this and has that. Now, the question you need to ask yourself before you receive that, and this is why God ain't going to give it to you, because you need to be that for yourself, and then you'll attract that. If you ain't confident in you and confident in your money making and confident in your life for yourself and taking care of who you are as a person, how are you going to attract something like that when you're a lazy-ass person, working a job you don't like, you know, doing things that you don't care for and not doing nothing to better yourself, but you want somebody better. You can, you want to get somebody better than you and they're going to leave your ass and drop you. 
for somebody that it matches them. You know why rich people end up with rich people? You know why crackheads hang up with crackheads? Because people, like-minded people hang out together. You know what, though? I wanted to bring back was, first of all, Russell already said that he prayed for her. And that was <coughs> a known thing. So, honestly, it would have been oddly nice if she made it Russell's prayer. I know it wouldn't have met the aesthetic because it's a woman's album, but it would have been dope because then it would also remind people that he who finds a wife finds a good thing and that we don't... Okay, or a husband who finds a husband finds a good thing. Okay, mm-hmm. yes, that is well. <laughs> okay. No, but what I'm saying is that would have been definitely... Now, I know what you were saying, but the album definitely showed the transformation of... Like, the it was perfect. Bitter prayer. Bitter prayer. And I never, I didn't think about it, but you got to think about it like that. Bitter prayer. You okay? So it started off with unhealthy energy. It ended on a positive note. The healing. So I went through the storm and then I got to my healing. I found my peace. That's what I got from the album. Not even when it comes to the spiritual side. I got that. It was like, okay, these were the ups and downs of the emotions I felt. But then I got to that place of healing. Also, I wanted to share that as far as the prayer goes, um, I it wasn't that I, I didn't like it or anything. It was just very much... You know what I feel? I think a lot of times... Sierra had already said in her interviews and in the song Level Up, the reason why she found someone like Russell was because she leveled up her mentality and her mindset. So She, she worked became, on herself. She became who she wants to attract and that's something that yep. falls into the whole stuff. So, I just said that. Thank you. My co-host for repeating me. She was a futures, but she definitely... That's why she got rid of them bow wows in future. And now she's a, she attracted someone like Russell Wilson. And I think aside from the prayer aspect that everyone is now reciting like a fucking chant, they need to actually <laughs> take time and level who the fuck you are up. Level and- up! That's it. That's on period. Fuck the prayer. Fuck all of that. Excuse me by saying fuck the prayer because it's very much Blasting. I get it, but you're right. Yeah. Fuck the prayer because it's a, it's self work. You have self work. The only way you're gonna get what you want is to become what you want. You gotta be. And that's that. exactly you gotta be everything that's. That's why I say don't think that you're you're gonna get something that you don't even see in yourself. Exactly. So I think if anything, once you find your self worth and your value, and you start putting that price on yourself, self love, you y'all go listen to self love. Then, Y'all gotta listen to that first episode, Self Love, episode uh-huh. season three. See, that was a perfect example of starting it off because that self love episode goes back and ties back into what we're talking about right now. And that's why I think Sierra is thriving. And I honestly feel like Sierra and Russell's relationship is as authentic as they put in it out to be. I believe it because you know what? The beautiful thing about them is, you know, I'm not I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. And I don't know what they are, and that's none of my damn business because I don't live in that household. But those people pray together. They love on each other, and they don't do it for show because this thing that we've seen of them that we had no business seeing because people are ignorant. 
and I would say like people taking pictures of them at church when they're when they're giving the glory to God and praising God, like that's inappropriate. You know, they got their eyes closed, they're giving it to the Lord, they on their feet, you know. But all jokes aside, if you want the best in your life, you gotta be the best you. Because why do you deserve the best when you're not the best person you could be for yourself? And that's why all that extra toxic energy that we like to joke about and put out there is not gonna get us what we want if we continue. Oh, because I got an episode coming for y'all. I got a a, a a revealing episode of a situation that happened in the beginning of this year, and I'm putting it all out there because I'm fine. I am going from that dark place I went to, to, and I'm in a healing place. I'm in a good place in my life. And I want to talk about that place that I was in, in the beginning of the year to now, and tell you guys how I evolved and how I spoke life into myself to live again. Because sometimes we live life, we get up, we go to work, we do the same thing, we repeat the routine, and we're not living, we're existing. And I, I, I want to definitely share with the audience how I learned to live again. And I think that we, we we always sit here, we get, everybody wants to be in a relationship. You know, everybody wants to be, have somebody. But what's the relationship that you have with yourself? Are you honest with yourself? You, because if you're not even honest with yourself, how are you going to be with anybody? That is so true. You got to know who you are. You got to know what you want to be represented, how you want to be perceived, how you want to be loved. And you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we say we want to be loved. Say, oh, I want to be loved. I want somebody loyal. I want somebody faithful. I need more than... I, I need everything. And I want to give you everything. I need every aspect of... I need all four... I need every corner of the earth for you to be for me and for me for you. And that's the problem is that we, we think about the things we want and not the things we need to be better. Mm-hmm. You know, we just have to, um, I think the biggest thing is that what I would take from Summer Walker's album is there's growth and, and, and there's the light at the end of the tunnel. It's just, you have to get through that storm. Sometimes you got to walk through that storm straight ahead to get to the peace of it. That's why they say that calm is in the eye of the storm. You know, when they, so, you know, in aviation, they tell you how the pilot, you know, as an example, the pilot will fly into the eye of the storm because that's where it's calm. That's thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I try. I try. You know, thank God. God bless. God bless. God bless. No, but, but um, I am so excited to come back, you guys, with this season two. You guys are going to follow us on um Instagram, Forbidden Fruit Podcast. We need to get more active on there. Me and Jess are going to start posting, you know, pictures of ourselves, not of our families, because y'all ain't getting that. Um, we ain't celebrities yet, but even if we was, we still ain't getting no pictures of my kid. Um, so we definitely going to post more and interact. We're definitely going to answer more emails. We got a few emails that we didn't answer um, for last season, which is really bad of us. Um, and we definitely are going to communicate more. We're definitely going to do some Q&As on our um, Instagram so you guys can tell us some things you guys want us to talk about. 
And um, I'm glad to be back. Season three into 2021 and 22. How y'all doing? Hey. All right. You can follow me at Zafir22. Z-A-A-F-I-R-2-2. My page is public. If y'all act a fool, it will become private. <laughs> <laughs> Where can they follow you, Jasmine? <laughs> Just.jazz.jazz.jazz. All right. We love y'all for Bitterful Podcast. Bye. Bye.